Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I'm Nick Jenkins, your host, and today I am joined by two friends, Marianne Fernandez-Silva, hello. Hello. And Sari Riley, hello. Hi. How are you guys doing? Same time, go. Good. Sweet. That's, that, 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 that nice. That's all you brought us. Yeah. <laughs> that worked better than I thought it was going to, and now I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. And today we're here to talk about a film that was way worse than I thought it was going to be. Same. Yeah. I didn't expect... I was, I've seen so many bad movies now mm-hmm. and I still enjoy watching bad movies. And I did get some enjoyment out of this in a bad way. And like, a, yeah. a, especially there's one scene in particular, which I'm going to break down. That is one of the worst things I've ever seen, but it is also, I was laughing hysterically during it. And then I texted you guys going, Oh my God, you guys, this scene, mm-hmm. um, we are going to be talking about 2004's Catwoman, starring Halle Berry, who I like. I like Halle Berry. It's I like a lot of the actors. I like, I like Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He's so charming and charismatic. Not in here. No. No. <laughs> he was a wet blanket nope. in here. Just it was terrible. No one was good in this. No, no one was good in this. The closest I think you get to good in this is Sharon Stone. That's mm-hmm. I think the closest you get. Yeah, but even that, like objectively, I still wouldn't call that good. No. I, the closest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree. Um, and I think that's just because she's a veteran and she, <laughs> you know, she she can she can rely on a lot of things through through many, many years of performing mm-hmm. that perhaps a lot of other younger actors couldn't. Alex Borstein is in this. I yeah. like Alex Borstein. And I, she was uh, she's the friend, the friend who uh, has to go to the hospital. Yeah. The funny friend. Oh, she was the garbage character. She yeah. was terrible. She was not used for anything. Yeah, Nothing. No. Why is why did you waste Alex Borstein in yeah. anyway? Uh, so, like, I, there's so uh, much in here that that I should like, mm-hmm. but it's all done so poorly. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. we need to do a plot breakdown, and uh, that's going to take 60 seconds and a 60 second plot dump. And the person that's going to do that is Marianne. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'd like to preface this by saying that the last time and every time, which is plus one times that I've been on a podcast ever. I've always been asked to do a breakdown and I've never taken notes. And this time I was like, it's going to be me and I have to take notes. And I actually took notes because I'm like, I don't even know how, what happened. No, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a lot in this movie that you go, what happened? So I actually wrote notes. Just in case I had to do it, I wrote down the name of the main character because in my head it's like (laughs) Selena Kyle, but it's not. We need to talk about that. No, we'll deal with that later. So it's like, I don't remember her name. No, I couldn't either. Like every once in a while someone would say it and I would go, oh, right. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Starting the clock in three, two, one. Okay. So we have... A woman named Patience, and she's the, like, stereotypical wallflowery woman who doesn't stand up for herself type of a person. Um, she works at a company making print ads, and um, uh, her boss is, like, doesn't like one of her ads. He says that she needs to fix it um, in a day at, by midnight tomorrow or whatever. Um, and so whatever that happens. And then... <laughs> um, She's like randomly followed by a cat who ends up on a ledge and she tries to save the cat and oh, fuck, I'm not going to finish this. <laughs> um, yeah. So like 
a Benjamin Bratt sees her, tries to stop her from jumping. She doesn't jump, but then when she goes to the place to like turn in the uh, the ad, uh, she stumbles on a bad secret. She dies because they kill her because she like finds this secret out and. I'm not going to do this at all. Do I just keep going? <laughs> <laughs> Becomes Catwoman. Becomes done. Catwoman. And then... A bunch of cats surround she, her. Yeah, a bunch of cats breathe... The cat that was like following her that she saved off of a ledge uh, breathes life into her. And then she becomes like a cat, basically. Sometimes she remembers, sometimes she no, doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't remember anything until she talks... To, she, she wakes up in the morning, forgot everything that happened. She talks to... Uh, cat crazy cat owner lady yeah uh, named Ophelia I wrote that down <laughs> um, and explains to her like cats are mystical yeah and so then she needs to like she decides that she wants to find out why she died or how she died because Ophelia tells her that she died she didn't remember and it's like this uh, company is making that she's working for sort of I guess uh, is making a product that like makes people's faces disintegrate or decompose if they stop using it mm-hmm. well you don't know that yet well you don't yeah, know that you do. until the end no if well, we're doing a plot dump no 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 because then <laughs> that's how she found it she like broke into the building and then there is like there's something wrong with this trial i can't feel comfortable putting this out on market and then there was like the lady with all her scars on the face yeah and then yeah but you don't find out that it's until you stop using it until the very no, very end no right there they say that because oh, really? he I says wasn't paying attention yeah well that i don't blame you because it was a very boring part mm-hmm. um but he says you know if they stop using it then this happens and then i think sharon stone says well we'll make sure they don't stop using yes. it yeah oh i didn't realize that part. yeah oops so but yeah, so Sharon Stone had been using it forever. and Which she, made her into marble? Yeah, so apparently yes. if you keep using it forever, it turns your skin into marble. Um, I feel like it was an expression. I feel like her skin wasn't actually rock No, hard. it wasn't actually. But I mean, when her, when her husband hit her. He like. It was like rock. true. Yeah. And that's why she could go toe to toe with Catwoman. Yeah. yeah. I keep, I'm going to keep saying Catwoman, but I want you to picture me making quotes every yeah. time I say Catwoman. Yeah, my entire like. Summary should have had like explicit eye rolls the entire time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This movie's a gigantic fucking disaster from frame one. Also, we totally forgot to mention that like she's looking for her murderers and is attacking people and accused of murdering these people. Yeah. When it's not her, it's actually Sharon Stone this entire time. And then she goes toe to toe to Sharon Stone and kills her anyway. So, yeah, whatever. It's a it's a it's a whatever. Like even if the movie making wasn't so bad, this is a whatever story. There's nothing here that I'm like, ooh, Mm -hmm. good idea. Yeah, there. Yes, there wasn't a good idea. It was like I've seen (laughs) literally everything in this movie before. Yes, 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 and in better context. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I, and that's that's the weird thing. I want to start by talking about how the algorithm wrote this script. The Oh, that was hilarious, actually. I, it was you or Sari <laughs> that, that said me. it. That said it. This, well, this was written by an algorithm. And I, I feel like that's yeah. true. But it was written by six people. Yeah. Which is usually a, a, a an note algorithm. that it's going to be bad. Yeah. Like the, the, sometimes it works out. There are movies that have had a lot of writers and it works out. But mm-hmm. this one didn't. It didn't work out. It doesn't even feel like too many ideas. It just feels like, yes, this is a thing humans like. Put that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Ah, this is a joke that a human would make. Put that in the movie. And and that's 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 as far as they went mm-hmm. with anything. But I want to talk about the fact that this isn't Catwoman. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. It is Catwoman only in title alone, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Now we'll talk about somewhat costume. Somewhat costume, but not. Yeah. I wouldn't quite. even go that far. She but has cat sure. ears and black tight and a whip and a whip. <laughs> it's a prop, but okay. It's a whip. It's a whip. A whip. <laughs> yes. Whip it good. Yeah. Um, the so I've never specifically been a Catwoman fan. Uh, not of the comics or anything, but I've always liked her in Batman stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I've liked her in the animated series. I've liked her in the uh, the um, the the games, Arkham, mm -hmm. the Arkham games. Um, she is a cat burglar. Yes. And, you know, it's her gimmick. She dresses like a cat and it's not even that much anymore. It's just ears and a, you know, a, a tight suit. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> College girl Halloween costume. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I got my ears. And I got that's my it. ears. Ha ha ha. Yeah. You know, and it's and and that's fine. But like, she's an interesting character. She's a thief, which makes her interesting. Which makes her an interesting foil to Batman because they're they're kind of teammates, kind of lovers. But she's also a technically a bad guy. Mm -hmm. But she does. She has a morality, which a lot of the bad guys in there don't really have. She yeah. she doesn't want to kill people. She doesn't. She wants to be she wants to steal stuff and she doesn't think the rules apply to her because the world is shitty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. I'm on board for that. But in here we have someone now. The, the who, What's Catwoman's name, everybody? Patience. OK, now what's real Catwoman's name? Selena Kyle. Yeah. So this isn't Selena Kyle. No. Mm -hmm. She doesn't live in Gotham City. Mm -hmm. At least I don't think so. They never named it. it I don't think so. I actually I actually saw a. Uh, in my research of reading the IMDb trivia for this, it says that like it it explicitly states that it was like there's no any sort of identifying factors of it being Gotham or New York or like whatever. It they didn't either didn't care or just uh, intentionally left it ambiguous. Why is it Catwoman? Why Catwoman's not supernatural? <laughs> mm hmm. Uh huh. Except in the one Burton, Tim Burton movie where she is. Yeah. But I would argue that that movie is so weird and so Tim Burton-y that it's like, okay, this is a weird what if world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's actually funny because, um, Nick, you and I have had this conversation before <laughs> of like canon and what it means and that type of stuff and like different adaptations and um, like I was ready to be like, no, I mean like. Whatever it is, it is Catwoman because it's just a different iteration that people aren't. But on, honestly, there's no connection <laughs> at all, at all to any sort of like comic. Like even if they had named her Selena Kyle, I would have been like, okay, fine, it's Catwoman. But that wasn't even given to her. But nothing. I, I just like don't understand. I don't have a word for what this movie is. I don't it's either. not an adaptation. No, it's like if you took. The name of something, and then if you took like SpongeBob and then made it like a short film about a kitchen sponge or something like that, like in real life, I don't yes. even know. It's just so like bizarro world of like taking this media property name, putting together the ideas of cat and woman, <laughs> and like a vague mm -hmm. superhero premise, vague thief pre premise. Mm -hmm. And slapping it on there. Really vague. It's, she she only steals one thing. Yeah, and it felt very forced. It did. Yeah. Like, someone saw the the script and was like, well, she was a thief in the comics. That's the one thing that I know about them. So we better <laughs> stick in a, a heist scene. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. Like, why not name her Selena Kyle? Mm-hmm. 
like what what's wrong with name why can't she be selena kyle yeah. like that's my first question is mm-hmm. like when they said patience i remember my head jerked back i was like why why is she not selena kyle well like for me because i haven't read any of the catwoman either and i have a vague knowledge mm-hmm. i it, it made me doubt my own Catwoman knowledge because I was like, I don't think Patience is the oh, right same. name, but maybe like I'm just maybe I just don't know anything about Catwoman. And I looked it up. I was like, no, fuck these guys. Yeah. Also, also like because there's like so many different superheroes that have like the mantle is passed on to other people. I was yeah. like, well, maybe there's like someone else named Patience. That's what and I, I thought looked too. it up. I looked like everywhere, nothing. Mm-hmm. There are other people that have worn the cat the Catwoman mantle, I think, but. Well, it's like Batman. There've been a lot of yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like I think Dick Grayson wore it one time, and I think yeah, so I exactly. Think you, you can do that, and there's you know now we've got Riri as Iron Man, so you could you know you can do that. But none of them were named. None patients. of them were named patient. This is not. This is an original creation. Yeah. For this movie. Yeah. And then it's weird. Like we have this excruciatingly long opening uh, sequence. Yeah. That's just pages of like cats <laughs> through history. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, why? like, like, how many different uh, clip arts could you find of Anubis? Yeah. Like, what? there are so many mm-hmm. of just Egyptian cats. You know what this reminded so me many. of? So, especially in the fifties and sixties, but like, there there were these movies that were ex- exploitation movies, where they would, like, I, the one that I remember particularly well is called the Wild Wild World of Batwoman. Now, that is supposed to conjure up ideas in your head of the comic book. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Of like Batgirl and and Batman, obviously. But it's just girls running around in skimpy outfits. And uh, the main one wears a mask and she's Batwoman and she fights terrible villains that all they want is sex. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what this reminded me of mm-hmm. without the exploitation part. Like because now it's just it's trying to be a drama action movie. But I kept coming back to, well, why is it a Catwoman movie, though? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was still, in my opinion, a little bit exploitative. Like really? Her, I, I don't know. I I don't know Catwoman's costuming choices oh, okay. within the well. comics. <laughs> but there is like the whole, like, once she became sexy Catwoman, she has what's basically like a strappy bra yeah. and brings out the whip and has a dominatrix scene in a club where she's just like dancing in the middle whipping around and yep. then trying to get close to the evil company's head or no, no it's just like, one of their security guards one of the security guards that shot at her yeah she didn't die by being shot at but and like a lot of her fight sequences felt very like how can we show as much skin as possible and like oh there's yeah, also, also like how many times can we make her do different moves so that she like straddles a dude yeah yeah Yes. All the time. And that felt a little like, eh, to me. No, you, I think you're right. I think maybe it's exploitive in the way that a 2004 big budget movie could be exploitive. Yes. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. um, like, yeah, you can't get away with too much there, especially if you're trying to make something that is supposed to be a comic book adaptation mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in 2004. Also, I would say that, like, this is exploitive in a way that, like, paints itself as not as like being a little bit more empowering because the whole the whole premise (laughs) of this thing is that like you have this wallflower woman that doesn't stick stick up for herself ever and like lets everyone walk all over her and in the end like part of her eye roll air quotes struggle is that she's trying to figure out how to be bad but how to be good at the same Mm. time and who is she and then at the very very end like like her last um, like voiceover is 
her talking about how she can she's trying to figure out how to be both and like written on a piece of paper uh, coming to terms with different aspects of your personality and learning to grow in who you are and absolutely for a superhero for a female superhero like owning your own power is is empowering right like that's a that's an important yeah. Growth oh, for everyone, regardless yeah. of who agree, you are. I agree, 100%. But also, like, did you... But they did, didn't do that. That's no. not... It's just male gazy. That's correct. what made yeah. me like, thing, That's yeah. the thing, is that, it was, like, you're trying to say, say all of this stuff, but, like, no, this is just a male gaze film. It That's is, all it, it is. It is 100% a male gaze film. Um, a like, male gaze film that just, because of how bare bones it is, happens to pass the Bechdel test. Oh, God, did it? Yeah, because the scene between Ophelia and... Um, oh, you're they right. just talk about cats. You're right. They don't talk about men. They talk about her and her experience and her being a cat. Interesting. And that happens twice. There's oh two God. scenes with Is uh, that Holly the Berry. worst way a film has ever passed the Bechdel test? Probably. It's This may be the worst film to have ever passed the Bechdel test. Mm-hmm. Holy Probably. shit. Probably. But that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. You're yeah. right. I, <laughs> um, so I want to put a number into your did you, did either of you research the budget? No. No. Okay, I'd be curious for you guys to take a guess. 2004. I just have What are other movies that came out in 2004? I just have no idea what a movie costs like as a person. Yeah, no, I listen to a podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, and whenever they talk about what a movie took on the weekend, one of them one of them always goes, "Is that good?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that good? That's so like, okay, that's if you me. tell me uh okay, so Spider-Man came out in like what 2002? Yes, it did. Okay. If you were to tell me how yeah. much like the Toby Mo- that first Toby Maguire Spider-Man mm-hmm. cost, I would say I'd probably knock off like Okay, wait. I'm going to 15 look- to 20% off of that. Oh, okay. You're going to knock 15 to 20% off of whatever Spider-Man cost to make. That's a really good way to think about it. Yeah, I'm that's gonna, what I'm I would gonna say. I'm going to look up Spider-Man right now. Cuz like I would I would equate it in like Oh, uh, actors, that. like the cost of the actors, I'm assuming, I don't know the running time for Spider-Man off the top of my head, but I'm assuming like about an, like a 90 minute movie, maybe a little more, a little less. It's fine. Um, they both had extensive amount of CGI, but Spider-Man's is significantly better. Um, yeah. You're going to be guessing then. Okay. About a hundred million dollars. I feel like that's so much. <laughs> that's still too much for this that's, movie. That's 20% off of it's roughly 20% off of its budget. Oh, I feel it, like that's still too much. It had a $130 million budget. Interesting. Oh, no, the uh, Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yes. Spider-Man did. Uh, no, I feel like that's still too much. <laughs> I'll say 50 million. Okay. So but, here are our two numbers. Yes. Okay. This is blind guess. You nailed it. What? It was $100 million. What? I was looking that up. This is it, right? Like, (laughs) I was looking it up at the time, and I was expecting to see $50 to $60 million. Mm -hmm. Uh And then I saw $100 million. Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring cost Mm -hmm. $93 million. What? (laughs) What? What? Where do they spend it? Where what did, did they, they spend do? it? I Where don't do, know. I don't know cats. how money is spent in movies. Can <laughs> I, mean, I just make that right? Like, say that right now. I don't understand how money because I, in nowhere in my mind can I ever imagine that like even Spider Man costs more than Lord of the Rings. 
Well, I think Bless part New of New Zealand for being beautiful, I guess, is what you can say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think uh, part of that is where it was filmed. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, Bless know, New Zealand. Yeah. I, I think amazing. a lot of that, a lot of that helped Fellowship of the Ring. But like Batman Begins, which mm-hmm. came out a year later, a year after uh-huh. this piece of shit. We get Batman Begins, which is, in my opinion, the best Batman movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the best Joker movie, as we were talking about before we started recording. But it is the best yeah. Batman movie. And that was one hundred and fifty million dollars. Now, that mm-hmm. to me makes sense because of the set pieces that they built mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The, they built the Batmobile and it worked. And, and did they like film on the streets of Chicago? Yeah, they filmed on the streets of Chicago. Yeah. Like then I can go, look, that's still an expensive movie and I wouldn't want to work with that much money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't strike me as, <gasps> you know, as as this movie yeah. for a hundred million dollars the, the nothing there didn't feel like there were any really creative sets built. No. It didn't feel no. like they I mean, Halle Berry at the time was kind of a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what she got paid for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even at that, let's say she got paid $20 million. That's still an $80 million movie I'm not seeing. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing an $80 million movie here. Yeah. Yes. It's bizarre to me that this movie cost $100 million. It makes no sense. <laughs> the CG, even for 2004, the CG weird things they were doing did not look great. Oh, so um, Some of the stunts were very weird where yeah. it was like, this is weirdly jerky or I don't know. It like. I don't pay attention to the technical aspects of movies a lot, but I only notice when something pulls me out of it. And like the stunts in this one pulled me out of it because like something looked off about whatever they were doing with wire work. And they were also transitioning back and forth between stunt work and CG and having Mm, a full mm -hmm. CG Halle Berry in 2004. (laughs) That's a very bad idea. Like that was one of the worst things about the first Spider-Man was that they didn't have the CG right. Mm-hmm. And so if you go back and watch that for Spider-Man, mm-hmm. even at the time people were complaining about it. If you go back and watch it, you're like, oh, yeah, he's just a rubbery doll mm-hmm. when he's in yes. CG. And that was the problem they but had here. But it's still better than this oh, one. Yeah. No, that first <laughs> Spider-Man is is really terrific, mm-hmm. I think. I don't love that movie the way I loved Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh-huh. But to be fair, we probably wouldn't have Spider-Man Homecoming if they ha- if the- Sam yeah. Raimi hadn't made that, yeah. that yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. Because it was a really good, honest telling mm-hmm. of Spider-Man. And mm-hmm. I and I appreciate that. Even though Tobey Maguire was like 50 years old or something. When he <laughs> yeah. But I would even say like the CG in that movie, significantly better than the one in Catwoman. Well, I think also compa- he, so had a, he had a full suit on, you know, and you weren't yeah. having to match skin tone and, and stuff yeah, like point. that. But regardless, the movie, the storytelling in the movie is so good that I didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, it's a little rubbery CG moment, but it's it's still a fun movie. This didn't even have that. Yeah. What story? Yeah, what story? Yeah. There's no story here. So let's talk about the burglary scene. Oh, boy. Oh, I hated that scene so much. This movie felt like a ramp to me. It was dumb. <laughs> like every time I thought it couldn't get any dumber or mm-hmm. worse, the next scene would just be something really dumb and worse. Yep. Yeah. Meow, Nick. Oh, God. <laughs> I wish I had kept a tally of like <sighs> awful cat puns because they were so bad. I feel I, so many. There were so many. And there were so many weird things like, what, is she, is she, is this the fly? Is she turning yes. into yeah. a cat? Oh my gosh. The, the sushi scene? At her? Oh, the sushi the scene. The sushi scene. The, the scene where she's eating raw, not raw tuna, but she's just got cans of tuna that she's pigging out on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, or like yeah. the scene, so like her, the first scene where 
she meets Ophelia, who is the crazy cat owner lady, yeah. who is like a professor in Egypt, Egyptian it. cats yeah. or whatever. Egyptology feline studies. Yeah, yeah sure. Something. Egypt cats. Um, <laughs> I know what you're going to say, and I she, hate it. Like, Halle Berry is like freaking out, and she's about to leave, and she's like having a panic attack or whatever. And so uh, Ophelia like grabs a ball, throws it at her, and instantly like she calms down, but is also like obsessed with it. And then she's like, it's catnip. What? What? I kept waiting for her to be carrying kitty litter up to her apartment. Right. Because like, what is happening? Are you becoming? Yeah. Are you a cat? I actually texted you guys in all caps. Oh my God, we get it. She's a cat human. It's a, okay. It's a cat human hybrid. Mm-hmm. Like if she had turned into a cat, I would have been more less surprised. I would have appreciated this movie more. Yeah, probably. I think, I think like if, a wear cat. If she's a wear yes. cat. Yeah. Yes, because then like at least you at least you went somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you did something with it. Yeah, I would have still thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at least then I would be going, okay, all of this other stuff makes sense now. Yes. Yeah. If you yeah, wear cat actually. Uh, okay, that's yeah. <laughs> that makes this movie more tolerable. Uh-huh. Sarah just uh, you, offered up her fix. For yeah, there's the first time the first fix of the first evening. Fix. So, take away the title Catwoman <laughs> and just call it wear cat. Wear cat. Uh... Call it Anubis. Call it something. Some Something. Yeah. It's it, it. Okay. Anyway, back to the burglary back to the scene. Bur- sorry, sorry, yes, sorry, we have to we dissect this beautiful, horrible <laughs> oh burglary God, scene. No. Beautiful mess. So at one point, she walks by with uh, with her friend. What's her friend's name? No clue whatsoever. Oh well, Alex Borstein. Yeah. Uh, yeah but <laughs> she sure. walks by a window and she sees. In one of the only effective shots of the entire film, in my opinion, she walks by a window and she sees a really beautiful necklace. And then we go. The camera goes inside the the jewelry store. And we see the necklace reflecting on her as though she's wearing it. And mm-hmm. I thought, that's creative and interesting. That's how starved I was for creative and interesting in this movie. <laughs> I was looking at a shot and going, well, look at that. You did something. They turned a light on. Uh-huh. Um, you know so, how reflections work. Yeah. So she sees that. And then you kind of think nothing's going to come of it because her friend passes out. She has to go to the hospital, blah, 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 blah. Then after Halle Berry patience breaks out her leather dominatrix suit and she steals a motorcycle she goes to that same place that same jewelry store and it is being robbed by two or three thugs Mm -hmm. and then she goes in Mm -hmm. (sighs) (laughs) she goes in and she starts Okay, two things here that I have to bring up. Yep. First of all, she takes a mask and yes. she puts a mask on. From inside a case. From in inside the jewelry a case. I don't store. know why it's in the let's, case. Let's make that clear, though. But, like, if she'd have kept that outfit for the whole thing, I would have been much happier. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she looked cool in just a black leather jacket and leather pants and boots. Yeah. And then a black mask. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, that looks fine. It's stupid. It's still all stupid, but, but it like, feels like a choice. It like, feels like a choice. This is your yes. Catwoman. Yeah. This is the Catwoman of this movie. Now, in, we'll get into the other costume here yes. in a minute. But, <laughs> but but then she goes in and she starts quipping, and her quips aren't any good. And she does the first. I think it's the first time she does something like this, which is very 1960s Batman. If you've ever watched the 1960s Adam West Batman, which you should at least treat yourself to one episode at some point. They're for, they're pretty fun. Mm-hmm. They don't take them seriously. They're not meant to be taken seriously. I had yeah. I made that mistake when I was a kid and I was watching it and I went from Tim Burton's Batman with Michael <laughs> Keaton and then I watched this and I'm going, "What? Mm-hmm. The 60s were weird." Mm-hmm. 
But she starts quipping and then she says, oh, well, that sounds like the perfect plan. Yep. And I. She does the Eartha Kit thing. Yeah. Shouted. <laughs> what? <laughs> Abby looks up at me and I'm like arms in the air like, what happened? <laughs> oh, no. Yep. And then she proceeds to CG beat the living crap out of them and quip at them every single moment she mm-hmm. gets. And the, there's a weird thing that goes into play that she can teleport. Or something. Yeah, or something. I don't know. I think it's just that, like, she can move in and out of places very quickly and agilely like a cat, maybe? Okay, well, you say that. But then... Like a supernatural cat. It would have to be a a supernatural cat because there's a scene near the end where she squeezes out from between the bars, which could have been interesting. You know, Mm -hmm. and it was... Again, it just seemed sort of a male gaze moment, which... uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like... And I don't have a problem with the character being sexy. I, I, I really don't. It does yes. not bother mm-hmm. me at all. I'm, I'm totally for it. If there's more to it than that, or if mm-hmm. that is obviously the entire point, fine. But then she's hiding mm-hmm. and appears on the opposite side of a door. She disappears from one side of a door. Oh, yeah. And appears on the other side, which that's uh-huh. teleporting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the movie, we can teleport now. Okay. That would come in handy, I think. Yeah. In her fight that she has later on. Yeah. Or like, you know, when she's caught by security for having, quote unquote, <laughs> murdered someone, maybe? Maybe. Like, teleporting out would have been a better move there. Is, is she quantum? Maybe she can only teleport if no one's looking. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, if she is, maybe she's quantum Catwoman. Oh. Mm. So that she can only do it if nobody's looking. Maybe that's what they were trying to say, because it was when she looked away from the cat, the cat disappeared. And then it was up on the ledge. Oh, so I'm wondering if if this was a choice, not a wow. Oh my God, I think we might have discovered the weird genius Feel of this like, movie. No, no. <laughs> both of those words. <laughs> oh, Still not man. genius. They should have made it clearer. Yes, they, I didn't even think about like the tele. Like I just assumed it was a continuity error or something. But I just no, assumed I like it was this. like a, we want to play with the camera but and edit. Get it? It's Schrodinger's cat. That's it. Yeah, look at this magic cat, and now she's magic cat lady. Oh no! They can do whatever. That sounds in the laws of the universe. That Come sounds back from clever. Death. I would never attribute this movie to being that clever. No, the movie is not clever. The movie is a big dumb movie that doesn't know that it's dumb. Mm-hmm. That's the big problem. Mm-hmm. I like movies that know they're dumb. Uh-huh. And they just want to have fun with it. That's cool. I like bad movies that do that. And I like good movies that do that. Have a big fun time. It's one of my reasons I love Army of Darkness. That is a big, dumb movie that knows it's big and dumb. And it just wants to be fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thumbs up. This movie thinks it's way smarter and more um, emotionally interesting than it actually Mm -hmm. is. And like much more mysterious yes. than it actually is because I uh-huh. feel like they were there are things like she wrote sorry on the coffee cup and she wrote sorry on the <laughs> jewelry bag when she returned it and I saw it I was like that's gonna be it that's gonna be the fucking clue that like links her together but but tell was, us what happened Sari I don't know what it was, it was oh it was your oh, favorite part it was oh, my favorite part too uh, oh, oh. <laughs> The handwriting analysis. Part. Uh, the science. So hold normally. On. Hold on. Okay. I just want to say for everybody that there is a science to handwriting analysis. It's. 
there, there's there's some to, there's some yes. to be able to look and go that people can say this was probably written by the same person. Yes, there is not any science to personality in handwriting no. analysis, which is what this movie. There's a lot of hibbity jibbity yeah. related to that. Yes, but and it's fun to think about. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a fun thing you talk about with your friends. Like, yeah. oh, you curl your Y's so you're happy or whatever. Yeah. But you don't yeah. use it in a murder investigation or a heist investigation. Also, not, not to, like, pro, pro, profile a personality, because that was this writing analysis. It wasn't like, right. oh, the, the swoop of the S is the same. It was like, oh, this first woman is, like, meek and passive, and she lets everyone walk all over her. This second one is aggressive and sexually awakened or something. I don't remember what they said. You could, You're like, what? That's not, but that's you, not how this works. You could have made that an interesting moment mm-hmm. where he goes, this is weird. Yeah. Because these letters seem like they were written by the same person. Mm-hmm. These letters, not. So I don't know what to make of this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that Leave could, it as that. And you left it at that. And then we're going, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we can just have this moment of like, okay, well, who is she? Which they were trying to do throughout the film anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, is she still Patience? Yes. Mm-hmm. I still don't know at the end of the movie. I, I don't know. Did, know. did Patience actually die? I don't know. Is she a new person? Yeah. yeah. Is she reborn? <sighs> so bizarre. Uh, but yeah, it could have been a really interesting moment with a cop guy. I forget his name. Tom? <laughs> he Something had like that? such a, such a memorable name. Such a generic white man name. His name is... Actor Benjamin Brett. Was it like Tom Lone or something like that? <laughs> something horrible. <laughs> he had nice abs, but such a forgettable name. Uh-huh. He had nice everything. Like he did. That's, that's a good looking he man. He's a good looking man. Mm-hmm. Everyone was so good looking in this movie and so underutilized. Right. Um, like, I, I kept thinking the whole time, like going, God, Halle Berry and Benjamin Brett, look the kind of good shape you guys are both yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. That's what? a pity that you did that for this movie. Because yes. like. Good for you both, but mm-hmm. damn. Mm-hmm. But damn, wasted. Uh, but yeah, it could have been a good moment with him, too, where that's like the first seed of doubt he has for patients, being like, this is weird, and I am dating this person, and now her handwriting looks the same. Am I going crazy or something like that? Like, what's going on? And I feel like that could have built really elegantly, but instead you Well, you to... would have to build then. Yeah. And this movie oh. doesn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, this is a, <laughs> operating on a premise that this movie did anything besides planting these dumb clues that are dumb uh, clues that don't, don't go anywhere like yeah. yeah the lipstick thing too uh all the analysis <laughs> scenes i watched so much crime shows like <laughs> i watched benjamin nothing, Brett was in a crime show back in the day too nothing is as bad as this is like Give a third grader, like, what do you think the police do? Oh, yeah, if someone kisses someone on the cheek and on the glass, you can match it up, right? 99% accuracy. What Ugh. in no. the hell? Yeah, enhance. Enhance. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that lipstick print mark. Do some police work. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the weird thing is, there was police work to be done mm-hmm. in this movie. They there did, was so much. There's so much stuff. Yeah, like... Easiest thing of all, before any of the murder stuff happens that Catwoman gets framed for, back to the uh, burglary scene. Yes. She walks into a jewelry store. Yep. What jewelry store doesn't have any sort of like cameras in and around all the entrances and exits going all the time? I want to go back to- For this very reason. What Sari said, it's like you gave this to a third grader. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are things that you write into a screenplay that you you might at some point read back and go, oh, well, that's not, you know. <laughs> can, yeah. can we also, can, I would well, like to also mention, sorry, but going back to the third grader thing of like when you ask thir- a third grader, what's a job at a company? Because uh, 
the Halle Berry goes from working at an ad agency to working at a beauty company interchangeably throughout this entire yes, movie. Yes, that was weird, too. I didn't understand. Like she works at the beauty company that makes all these products, but... Every other time, it's like, no, 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 I work at an ad agency. I got, a, I wanted to be an artist, and then I got this job at this ad agency, and I've been there ever since. Right. The people that made this don't understand jobs. Yeah, no. Or how adults relate to each other, because when she went on the date with the cop, they were acting like literal middle schoolers. Like, mm-hmm. you got to shave your legs. Like, you're, or he's so cute. <laughs> like, this got a cute cop coming in for you, honey. Oh, my God. How do people talk to each other? Um. I used to think it was because I didn't have a lot of interactions when I was that age. But as I'm growing older, I'm finding everybody else did not have those interactions the same way, too. So it's like maybe they didn't have interactions and they were just making it up. Yeah, this is how people act when they're on a date. Right? 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 Yeah, I am... (laughs) I've like re- watched enough media to know that this is wrong. <laughs> um, but I have the way to articulate the thing that I was not sure how to. Um, it feels like every decision that they made is to fill a plot hole. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So it feels like like we have her working at an ad agency, but also kind of for a beauty company. Let's not explain it and just like fill in that plot hole. But it's just a sequence of plot hole fillers. Like we need her to somehow get together with this cop again and apologize and get him this coffee cup with her handwriting on it. Let's have them play basketball together at a school. Oh God, <laughs> the basketball mm-hmm. scene. Uh-huh. And so Go every scene children. is like that. It's just like, oh, let's put in a filler. And then, but then the whole movie was yeah. filler. Or like, why does she want to research more about this company? Ooh, let's give her a friend who is using this product who <laughs> yeah. has to go into the hospital. Uh-huh. Why is it so... This is an interesting question. I feel like one of the biggest pitfalls of a lot of films is... And maybe books, too. I'm just not a big reader. I've, I've sort of stopped reading in the last decade. Um, why does it seem like one of the biggest pitfalls is writers who don't have their protagonists active? an active mm. participant. Cause mm-hmm. like, that's the thing. Like they needed reasons for her to be, to be doing something. They like, oh, we got to insert this character. So she'll do this. And we've got to, and you don't need that. You can just set yeah. it up as mystery. Something is wrong with this product. She's going to, she's going to go figure it out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then she gets into trouble for it and she gets killed. What, you know, I think it's, it's very bizarre. You didn't need that character unless somebody says, well, this movie's not funny enough. Let's yeah. put in a funny kooky character. No, that's actually the only reason for that character. And like, I think one of the, it's the reverse. It was like, what are we going to do with this character? Because we don't want her in the rest of the thing because it's not kooky (laughs) anymore. So like they made her like go to the hospital because the entire premise of this whole thing is that like she's already on the case, so to speak, of like finding out the secret because she wants to find out how she died. Like that makes more sense to me. Yes. Hmm. Why did these people try and kill me? This company that I work for. Why did they try and kill me? Yes. And so you didn't really need the like friend going to the hospital thing to make her care. And then but you could have even used that friend in the hospital thing to push her forward more. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she started developing those scars and she's she's you know, that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought as soon as they got her off of the the beauty product, mm-hmm. um, she was going to start developing the scars on her face because she'd been using it for like a month or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, that's going to happen. And then she's going to be like, I have to save my friend. No, mm-hmm. that didn't. Nothing. Yeah. She was fine. They took her off the thing. She's fine. Yeah. She just passed out once. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Had a headache occasionally. Mm-hmm. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> so... 
it, it's it's a bizarre thing. It feels like a superhero film written by third graders who've never read a comic book, which is a bunch of weird things to all. Yes. Yeah. It, I think that's it. I like I what you mentioned. It makes it feel like a very beginner writing thing, like like a trap that for some reason a lot of beginning writers fall into where it's like. I have these interesting scenarios in my head that I want my character to face, yeah. but in writing them, you just like drop them in and make them react to stuff, or you feel like they have to be pushed by outside forces to do anything, yeah. and you take away your main character's agency because you don't, I don't know, you just don't know how to write or yeah. revise in that way. I Revise, I, feel, I think, is yeah, a good revise, way to put it, because yeah. like, I mean, even I am working on a screenplay now, and it's like, I love this scene. Mm-hmm. But I realize I may have to do a really harsh rewrite or something if I can't figure out how if a if if I want to get to C, but A and B aren't getting me to C, mm-hmm. but A and B are telling the story. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then I have to rethink C mm-hmm. and I'm not going to just make everything work to fit C mm-hmm. like yes. that. That is the problem. And that's what you're talking about here with Catwoman mm-hmm. is there. It just felt like, well, we want this cool scene where she does this. So we have to build all of these contraptions mm-hmm. to make that part happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They gave her the the dominatrix outfit and they have to call it out. Yeah. So yeah. she just has it. What she's you could have a scene where she steals a suit. Mm-hmm. You yeah. could have a scene and then she's a thief and then she likes it. You know, something <laughs> Yeah. Like the, something to build character. Something. Yeah, make her make a choice for oh one dang movie. A choice? <laughs> oh no. Oh, we can't no. have that. No, Ooh. no choices. Yeah, I feel like just not just the writers, but I feel like there's a lot to this movie that is like, are you, have you gotten, like, are are you high school student trying to get into film school? Is that what this is? Because, like, there's so, like, the camera angles alone, like, the cinematography oh, alone is just yeah. off. Like, every shot, it, it's like a huge, long, sweeping shot. Or like extended, like extended moving shots. And then all of a sudden, like, it's a cut to a close up of a face of like, and then it cuts again and then it cuts again and then it moves and then it cuts and then it cuts and then it cuts and then it cuts and then it moves. And you're just like, what? And it's cutting while it's moving, which is also really jarring. Yeah. When she was being chased in the basement of the building and before she was killed, there's a sequence in there. It's because it's fairly early on in the movie, and it was my like one of my first or second notes, <laughs> which is just me going stop cutting. Yeah, because it's it was really annoying, and it's I, th- there's a there is a way to use rapid cutting to uh, enhance a sequence and and to make action feel tighter and more chaotic mm-hmm. than it is, but that doesn't seem to be what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out what was happening here. I couldn't figure out if it was just a, <laughs> I, I my whole movie. Yeah, experience. Like, I couldn't yeah. figure out if it was. I well, I couldn't figure out what if they were trying to solve a problem or if this was just creative license. Mm. I, that's what I couldn't figure out because there was nothing in it that jumped out at me as like, ooh, they were missing a shot, and they had to cut or, or or ooh the performance isn't there so there because it looked like Halle Berry was giving really good performances in terms of like energy and um and like expression and everything like she she seemed to be in the moment so I'm like why are you trying to hide this this shot are you just did you feel like it wasn't exciting enough or was there an actual problem I couldn't figure it out mm-hmm. and 
I guess in some respects I can say, well, kudos to the editor, because I, I could not figure out what you were trying to do here. All as I know <laughs> is it didn't work. Um, yeah. So there's that. I do want to go back to my very first note, which I think the first sentence spoken in this film sums up the entire film for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read it to you. And what I like to call a dramatic reading. So the first thing we see is sunlight through the water, murky, just a pale dot against the horizon. Then we start to see hair floating through, and then we see Halle Berry's face, and then we hear her. My story begins here. What she should have said after that was, ha ha, just kidding, it doesn't. (laughs) We go to a few days before that. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Why would you say the story begins here? She's lying to us. This is where the story begins. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. Also, it just occurred to me that scene was in sunlight. Uh Uh-huh. At no point was she dead during the sun and during the daytime. It certainly wasn't moonlight. Yeah, but like she... She gets killed at midnight and then like a few hours later. Yep. Yep. You see cats like take her out, wash her up onto a shore. Yep. Or maybe she just washes up onto a shore, but it's still nighttime. Mm-hmm. And then it's still nighttime and she goes home. Mm-hmm. No, that opening shot was not at night. Now they the no, film- no, I know, I know, I know. But like, when did that happen? When was that shot? I don't know. <laughs> The filmmakers could try to tell me it was in between those two moments when she died, and when she was dragged out of there. And I will not believe them mm-hmm. because that's the sun. <laughs> yeah. So unless they're going to tell me she was down there for days. No, but then she goes like to meet like uh, she. Oh, right. This is the date with you're Benjamin right. Bratt. Yeah, you're the following right. Morning like that yeah. morning. No, you're, you're 100% no. right. So so it unless what? the moon was super bright that night. You know, one of them sun moons. Some, <laughs> careful you don't get lunar burn. Yeah. Very dangerous. Put on your sunscreen when you're going swimming. I'd like to murky. take credit for that joke, but that was a joke my brother made about 25 years ago. Okay. And that's still funny, Clayton. So, um, yes. One, one more thing I want to say is we talked about the the long opening sequence of just clip art and pictures from magazines of cats and and women dressing up as cats throughout history and and occasionally there'd just be like a word that would pop up like magic you know and mm-hmm. things like that witches witches yes that was it Ugh. witches <laughs> and then because it was so good we get to see it again at about the midway point yep. where she's doing a Google search. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like a GeoCities search, but sure. Oh, man. I'll give it Google because somebody, because Benjamin Bratt actually said Google in the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. But you're right, it didn't look like Google. <laughs> my, my favorite search ever of the cat in history. I wrote that down too. I was like, this is a woman who's never Googled anything before in her entire life. How are you a graphic artist? How do you do this? It's what? like Twilight where uh, In 2004. Bella, I know. In 2004. But, but when Bella's just like vampires, yeah. she gets all of this occult shit. I'm like, what? What, what are you what doing? Is this? And she like goes 
in her Google searches in this movie, like finds a cat forum where she's yeah. just like clicking through yeah. pictures of cat owners. Like, what is this doing for you? Why do you get sidetracked doing this? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. It's right up there for me with like, there's a moment where uh, Sharon Stone gives her her phone. Sharon Stone gives Halle Berry her like Sharon an old Stone's Nokia phone. phone. Yeah. And it is a classic old Nokia. Yep. That's like definitely pre-2003 or four, whenever. Well, three for this when this movie is shot. And it has FaceTime somehow? Somehow? Yeah. How did that? Also one-sided FaceTime apparently yeah, because yeah. she doesn't have a mask on or anything. Yeah, no. It's so weird. It, what? Is oh, and then I forgot. Crazy Cat Lady gave her the uh, the the worst hat in the history of movies. <laughs> it doesn't really look bad until you get a close up on her, mm-hmm. and you're like, "That's really tall." Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't look right. Okay. So that mask looks so fine. It just looked so fine mm-hmm. until it sounds like I'm saying something weird there, but <laughs> it looks okay. so it looks so, so okay. okay. It looked passable and worked and then they gave her that hat and like mm-hmm. whoa mm-hmm. this does not work at all yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it, oh my god also the so fda does not exist in this in this realm wherever they are no they don't because mm-hmm. what kind of beauty product doesn't get approved by the fda well they talked about that too they, i it, missed that part it was too like, clearly I, w- I didn't care enough to pay attention <laughs> <laughs> It was like it's the mark of a quality <laughs> film. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. They played. They they had some. I always pay attention to the bad science. I'm not. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, I, I understand. It's just that. like a For thing you. that I do. But they said something like, "Oh yeah, uh, we didn't report on the headaches in the trials, or we didn't report on the skin conditions in the trials, or something like that." And they don't need to know. That's that's not a thing. That's and not that's how that not works. That's not how regulation works. <laughs> With we did products. our research and told them. Yeah. Yeah, you so don't just like we get, tell the scientists, like, oh, it's fine. We gave them a book report on yeah. our research. Yeah. It's a typical, like, you know, middle school book report where you just spend the first few pages just describing yeah. the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and eventually, and I read the last 10 pages. Yeah. And then White Fang dies. You know. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We use this a book cream from the 20s. on our faces. <laughs> it it's, was. Okay. My last thing is I want to talk about Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's it's weird to me. Her character is weird. And the whole thing that she ends up being the main villain is is weird. It is telegraphed, but it's just sort of dumb. Like, it's all it's all dumb. I was I was more interested in her story. Yeah, I was interested in the aging model story. I I. I I don't I, like is not the right word for this because it, what was happening to her was awful and it was sad and I didn't like any part of this movie. <laughs> but that is also a very close relationship to an actual Batman villain um, huh. called Clayface, who is an actor and uh, he's having to use some sort of putty on his face and then he falls into a vat of it and then he becomes he can turn into anything basically after that, um, at least in the animated series. Um, I'm not sure how he worked in the comics or even if he was in there. But I remember just thinking the whole time going, is this Clayface? Is that what's <laughs> going to happen here? Oh, I guess not. Oh, she just saw herself and got scared because she had a scar and died. It was mm-hmm. It was a very weird ending, very anticlimactic. Yeah. 
She just very fell. anticlimactic, but also very dramatic. She very. fell so far. She did so many somersaults in the air when and she fell. Interesting. There was so much time for that. Yeah, and it was an interesting dummy they used. Yeah, like because it was very shocking. Like yes. as, as she was going down. I was like, whoa. Um, but like, Catwoman's about to be killed. You feel like Catwoman's about to be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then basically the script said, but haha, no, she doesn't. And she comes back and pushes Sharon Stone out the window. Sharon Stone grabs a hold of a bar, sees herself in the ref- sees her reflection in the broken glass and sees that now she has a scar because she's been using the stuff and she hasn't used it in, what, five minutes, I guess? And, <laughs> and then freaks out and falls. But, like, I liked Sharon Stone mm-hmm. as much as I could like anyone in this movie. I, I thought it's just so it was weird to me that that was the part of the movie that I was, like, most invested in. And then she turns into the villain. I knew that was going to happen. And I'm not sure if it's just because I'd read reviews of it where they talk about that. But I remember thinking midway going, do we have a villain yet? Mm-hmm. Do we? Mm. It's not the guy, is it? Uh, That's exactly how I felt. I was like, this guy is being painted as too douchey yeah. to be the main villain. <laughs> uh-huh. So he's either going to be like the main villain who everyone obviously hates or it's going to be a twist and be his wife. And like those were my two villain options. But I didn't really care either way. No, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And and then if, I don't know if it's a DC thing specifically, but like I feel like DC stories are always more about the villain than they are about the hero. Because um, like what makes Batman cool is his rogues gallery. Yeah, it's like the, fighting the Joker <laughs> and the Penguin. He has to be a different person to be able to fight these different people, and that's interesting to me. I don't know. I haven't read a Catwoman solo comic, so I don't know how she navigates that stuff or how the writers have her navigate that stuff, but. I do find it weird. Like I was invested in Sharon Stone's character, not in her journey, but just like, I don't know. Like when she said, uh, you know, I turned 40 and they kicked me to the curb and I was like, oh, man, that that sucks. I think because she had motivation. She did. And no one else really did. Nope. In this entire movie. No. It was like. You had an experience, and that's motivating your actions. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And no one else did. Like a big life experience, not just like a one thing happened. It was like, this is... This is years of her life, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. these things are happening that she doesn't. It, and yeah, and it's tension in her relationship too, because her mm-hmm. husband's leaving her for the younger model. Yep, and so it's like, which she, is never really dealt with. Yeah, no. Well, he she, dies. I, don't, I mean, oh he yeah, dies. that's true. He dies. <laughs> she kills him. Good point. Yeah, yeah, she killed him. I forgot. It is dealt with. <laughs> she told, killed him. The other model off camera. camera. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but you even, see his corpse. That's why that woman is wanted. Don't because she killed get, him. You don't even get to see, you don't even get the catharsis of the douchebag being oh, killed. Uh-huh. Yes, fair. You know, you just see him there and you're like, oh, well, I guess he's dead. Yep. Yeah. Okay, well. Hmm. Yeah. I, it, I don't know. I feel like this movie has a lot of like, because, okay, yeah, it's obviously written by a whole bunch of people because there's a whole yeah. bunch of different story points. And I'm like, that could have been an interesting thing. Well, not mixed up with all this other stuff. Like Sharon Stone's character could have been very, very interesting. And I feel like if you had removed the whole makeup line thing, like the whole like product being um, like so dangerous and like her pushing for this product so much, Mm -hmm. I would have got it. Like, oh, it's just her. It's about herself. And she's trying to stay relevant and like. Her marriage is falling apart, sure. and like that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't need this other stuff. No, but that is the that is a a, a big portion of this plot for her. <laughs> but also, like, why does she care whether or not this product for her husband's company that like ousted like is trying to oust her 
especially like does it does it really matter to you especially if she's willing to kill him yeah like there's another thing like if you're willing to kill him there are a lot of other ways you can get out of this and still have all the money yeah you know Mm -hmm. as as a as a villain you know what i mean like i'm not saying you should do that Mm -hmm. just so we're clear but (laughs) i'm saying that for the purposes of the of the villain in the story i think yeah it just seems like ah we gotta have some sort of chemical in here let's make a chemical thing to motivate everybody or like that's why her face is weird or like that's how why she's like can go up against catwoman is because her skin is marble how did her skin get marble oh it's this product it has chemicals in it right and that's the other thing too if catwoman in catwoman is not supernatural so a normal human being would be a threat to her. Yeah. Yes. And she would have to use her skills, not some supernatural strength. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the th- the other thing that I was like, well, why is she supernatural, though? Because now that this is totally undercut. Well, yeah. So she's got kind of hard skin. Obviously, it's not that hard. She fell a few floors and died. Yep. Yeah. I was thinking she was going to get up. And then I'd I be like, oh, get up too. Yeah. that would be amazing. Right. That would have been good. We would, and oh, then framed Catwoman yeah. and then Catwoman had to go into hiding for that or something. So, yeah. Anything. God. Then you could have a dramatic Catwoman fall on top and then they'd like fight again. Something. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you didn't even use the tools that you had. Yep. So strange. Yeah. Very strange. All right. Well, then let's go ahead and move on to how we would fix this. I'll start. You burn it to the ground. There's nothing Uh here. There's nothing. There is nothing to salvage in this movie as far as I'm concerned. I like the actors. I'd love to see them in other things. Uh, This script is terrible. It's not well directed. That's another thing. Like none of the action sequences are well directed. Mm -hmm. That was the thing about the burglary scene that I also wanted to bring up was like I was like spatially confused many times in this film. Yes. It was like, I don't know who is where. I don't know who Mm -hmm. is looking at what. I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at. That's the whole job. Are there two burglars or are there like four or five burglars? That was another thing. Why is she surfing on one of them? I don't know. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think there's anything of value in here. So I would say go back to the go back and you make an actual Catwoman movie. I would watch. I would watch. I'd watch a spinoff of Anne Hathaway from Dark Knight Rises. Like, I don't like that movie, but I really like her and her her spin on Catwoman. Mm hmm. Make a movie about that character or make an original movie about Catwoman that is about Catwoman. Because if you're not going to use the material, then don't hijack the material. That's the thing. Like, I feel like this is hijacking Catwoman so you can get more people in the door Mm -hmm. for a bullshit movie. Mm -hmm. Like, actually make it about the material. Make Mm -hmm. it about a, a cat burglar who has to live life on the edge and she finds her humanity. Fine. But this thing. It's like the dirtiest trick. It's like, hey, here's Catwoman. And then that's how you invite people into your space. And then it's like, just kidding. This is what you get. <laughs> like, look at this garbage that I'm going to serve you instead. <laughs> yeah. If you got invited to a restaurant. Yeah. For Baked Alaska. Yes. You know, and then they just brought out a um, one of those boxed apple pies. Mm-hmm. And lit it on fire. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. There you go. This is our baked Alaska. Yeah. You would feel pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you would feel like, well, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. And that's how I felt about this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not what I wanted. I'd also equate it to like, if you go to a restaurant and you're like, I'd like the vegetarian option, please. And you're like, they're like, here you go. This is the vegetarian option. And then you eat it. And then they're like, just kidding. That was all meat, all beef, all of it. But it was vegetarian fed beef. Yeah. Yeah. No, not even. <laughs> they fed them more cows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, this is like, these cows got slop. And uh, there you oh, go. Oh, those poor cows. I know. That is terrible. What? I, so, you, yeah. What? No. Yes. I don't have, I don't have any constructive way to fix this. Mm-hmm. I, I think, and that's, look, thinking about much of the shit we have all watched on this podcast, that surprises me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because... I think most of the time I am I am fairly optimistic that we could go back and rewrite some stuff and keep this idea. No, I think this is all horseshit. Mm-hmm. I think it's 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 a it's it's almost it's almost a scam. Like it is so close to a scam and it just needed to not happen. That's my opinion. Sari, mm-hmm. what's your opinion? <laughs> How would you fix this? I agree with your So the quippy version is I agree with you. Burn it to the ground. Give it to someone who has read at least one Catwoman comic. Anyone on the production team or creative team behind it. Anyone. Um, Maybe even someone who's written one. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, seen the Batman TV show, maybe. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. But to continue my tradition of writing fanfic yeah. uh, on this podcast. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm here for this. I'm here for this, too. <laughs> this is my favorite part. I think you could have a very compelling story if you have a female-driven creative team. Get a yeah. woman director, scriptwriter, also a woman, and have it be about different versions of femininity. Oh, interesting. And I think really lean into the thing that I didn't like about it, which was it just felt like, let's give her a sexy costume for the sake of this, and like weirdly planned action <laughs> sequences mm-hmm. and the makeup that didn't make sense because it was like it was just there to have a big bad and yeah. have a have a reason to be evil and it's really easy to make corporations evil. But most of them are. Yeah. So uh <laughs> I don't even believe in evil. Corporations are pretty evil. Corporations, yeah. Um and so I haven't <clears throat> I came up with this idea halfway through our recording or like most of the way through our recording. So I don't have it articulated completely, but I think. Which means it will be at least as good as this movie, (laughs) if not better. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But I think what they were trying to do was set Catwoman and uh, like the the X model as foils to each other. Right. Um, And I think you could really lean into that. You could have Catwoman, Catwoman's journey being like a journey of self-acceptance. Whether, I don't know, I don't care how she gets her powers, I would prefer her to not have it in a mystical way, but, like, by donning this suit, by changing her looks, she feels empowered to burgle, steal from the rich, give to the poor, fix the broken system in her own kind of twisted way. She feels like she can be a new person by changing her appearance and not having to live under her given name and identity. And for the model, that was her thing. Like, she was not no longer the plain Jane. She could build her face as this advertisement face of the company. Like, she right. became this goddess in the eyes of the normal people. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that was ripped away from her, she was really angry about it. 
uh, and she like wanted to regain power in some way, maybe by taking over the company. I don't know like how DC villains work, but I like the idea of Clayface or something like that, where like she gets some, she's trying some experimental treatment mm-hmm. to keep her beauty in some way and ends up wrecking herself or giving herself a, an evil power or something like that. Um, I like the idea of a, of a, of a woman Clayface. Mm-hmm. Um, from from a story perspective and a, a commentary on society, I think that's fantastic mm-hmm. because uh, I had a friend of mine uh, who's an actress, um, real good friend of mine, and she just posted a, a thing on Instagram that said uh, it was just a photo of her face, and it, below it it just said, "Am I am I pretty enough? Am I sexy enough? Am I this enough? Am I this enough? Am I this enough? Am I this enough?" And I remember thinking, I feel like even though all genders go through that problem Mm -hmm. in our society, specifically Western society, but in in our society, women are much more susceptible to that because of media and, you know, Mm -hmm. men, Yeah, (laughs) you know? Um, So I like the idea of like, if you did take Clayface and make that a woman Mm -hmm. who has to deal with this and then she can sort of become everything else, but deep down, she's not that. She's, um, you know, she's a gross mess and, I think that that could be very interesting. Yes. And I don't know what their central conflict would be. So this is as far as I've gotten. Sure. But I, we thought of this on the fly. We thought it's of my... this on the fly. This is <laughs> improv fanfic. Um, That's a whole genre. I'm yeah. Sure. I love it. This is the only improv I can do. Not funny. Can do fanfic. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like having their central conflict be something that causes them to face off and realize that they're more similar then they expect, like, we're both putting up these masks for society, but our goals and the way that we're achieving them is so different. Like, how, yeah. we, how we think of society. Maybe Selena Kyle, Catwoman, thinks that society is, is a little broken, and so she's going to take advantage of the thing, like, mm-hmm. the people who have too much. And uh, model lady, <laughs> Clayface. Can't remember her name <laughs> at all. Can't remember her I, name I, at Sharon all. Sharon Stone. Sharon mm-hmm. Stone, Clayface. Sharon's Clayface exclamation point Sharon Stone uh, <laughs> thinks that society should be torn down completely and like rebuilt in her in her image or something like that or like I don't know just is on this rampage and that's their conflict is where Catwoman's like no there are bad people but there are good people too so we shouldn't burn it all to the ground they fight. And it's like a tragedy when mm-hmm. one of them dies. It's a tragedy when Sharon Stone dies because they see how they were similar and she has been through a lot of trauma and a lot of like being in the public eye pressure. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like a sad ending and Catwoman has an experience to inform more of her life in that way. And maybe you could have a sequel. Yeah. That maybe. somebody would be interested in. That someone would be, And she could like fight against a different person or you could tie in Batman mm-hmm. and bring it back to the Gotham universe and something like that. I think that sounds fantastic. Yeah. That's I don't know. Not this movie, but it's. Not this yeah. movie, but I think it's an exploration of femininity that's not in. A, like, that's the thing. It's like a female anti-hero that you have to work with. Yeah. And you didn't take advantage of that. So like, what's an interesting story that you can tell with right. a woman anti-hero? No, uh, I think that's great. Yeah. Marianne, how would you fix Catwoman? Just don't do it. I agree. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I 
Don't do this. No, don't do this. <laughs> um, I actually really like your idea, Sarah. I think it's a really good one. And I was like, oh, I, I'm not going to think of anything better than that. Like, part of me was thinking, um, so there was, or I'm assuming, assuming that there are a couple, but there were like a, a lot of attempts to make a Catwoman film after Batman Returns. Including Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. in it, and like she turned it down because the costume was so uncomfortable. I'm sure mm. yeah. that's not comfortable at all. But like, I also want to say I don't like that movie, but I think she's very good in it. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I don't like that version of Catwoman, but I find that character that they created very interesting, which is different sure. than the the character in here was not interesting. Um, yeah, and even though I don't like the mystical thing that is in both, mm-hmm. I still think what was created in Batman Returns is interesting. Mm-hmm. And fascinating. And Michelle Pfeiffer was very good in that. And she had a good director. So there there you go. Yeah. But anyway, continue. Um, but yeah, so like there are a lot of scripts online around about like um, leaked scripts of what could have been or what was written and what wasn't and what like rejected like plots and that type of stuff. And one of the ones that I came across once was like uh, Selena Kyle completely forgot. Like it was it was a sequel to Batman Returns. Well, a spinoff of it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she went back home and she like forgot everything. Like she completely blacked out of everything that happens. And then like slowly but surely, like pieces of her, of that Catwoman personality started to like reveal themselves. And like in doing so, like in like tapping into that, like at night and in different ways and like getting like traction in news and media and that type of stuff, um, like other women start kind of following suit. And it's like. That script that I that was like really really bad and it's really offensive <laughs> and it says like really really awful horrible things about women and like they all went hysterical or whatever but it's actually kind of like makes an interesting point of like Catwoman serving the purpose of like what very um, like oppressed women can tap into and see and like mm-hmm. being not in, not necessarily a full on inspiration but like. Oh yeah, I don't have to put up with the. She's like a, she's more of a catalyst. Yeah, more of a catalyst for like other things to like occur. Things are happening, but then there's that one thing. Yeah. That comes into it that just. Yeah. You know, and then all and of so a sudden. Like, I think that would be kind of interesting too, but I don't know how that would work. That's not this film at all. No, but that's this film the thing. does does attempt to tackle the like femininity aspect of like being a passive woman as you're supposed to air quotes be versus like branching out and being someone like more aggressive and this movie what i hate about this movie is that it passes that off as like good and bad which i think is wrong and offensive but i don't feel like that that debate of like adapting to others versus forcing on others is an interesting dynamic and that might be an interesting tie-in to series fanfic of you have someone that's sneaking and lurking through the shadows versus someone that's very, very public. Mm-hmm. Very someone Batman that, Lex Luthor, actually. Yeah, yeah. And or, like, sorry, uh, Superman. Superman. No, I right. guess it would be... No, Batman, Batman is in the shadows and Lex Luthor, but they don't... Yeah. I, I nope. fucked that up. It's, nope. It's the, better, it's the better villain dynamic, it right? It is. Yeah. It's a better villain dynamic, but... You have me on recording going, Harvey Dent? Ah! <laughs> in approval, yeah, so... Yeah, uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it would be the Penguin, I guess. Or Harvey Dent, maybe? Uh, Although Harvey Dent doesn't have, like... No, once he's uh, Two-Face. Yeah, it's yeah see, that's it. It's like Lex Luthor is the big public... Yeah. He's, it's, uh, never mind. Doesn't... Yeah. <laughs> Maxwell Lord. 
Yeah. Like he's, a, he's a good guy sometimes. Sometimes. And I think that's a, an interesting philosophical yeah. um, debate to have in a in a film setting. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's been done somewhere before and I can't. Probably. I can't, yeah, it doesn't mean it can't be done again mm-hmm. also. Or better. Uh, or better. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that but yeah. none of my, none of these fixes actually fixes this movie. No, I think this movie as it stands is unfixable. Yes. I, it, it is a change the title to work hat and make her actually turn into a cat. Yeah, I, there. Okay, I, I'll give you that. That's if, my at least. Fix. Then it would have been exciting. Yeah, <laughs> like so we're like, wow, I've never seen this before. Cool. Yeah. Well, I guess I have. <laughs> uh, cat people, um, which is a great super hypersexualized story mm-hmm. like it, but it, it's 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 psychological thriller slash horror mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and i want to see it with a superhero yeah <laughs> so i don't know now it's time to move on to rating this movie mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um wow. i rate all of these films on this show in a uh by, by category and uh category one eh. Not too bad. Much like a category warm, one storm, and eh, you know, little light rain. Category five. Mm, this is a category four. Mm-hmm. Like, it's only because it was competently shot in terms of everything was in focus and competently lit most of the time. <laughs> and the actors, I felt bad for the actors because they were decent actors. And it didn't. It didn't upset me, I guess, in the same way that like Justice League ex- upset me. Mm-hmm. Justice League was such a me- this movie's not really a mess as much as it is. It just it, it was nothing. It, it There's nothing here. I don't feel like this was a jumble of ideas. Well, I guess it kind of does. I'm, I'm just going to give it a four. Okay. okay, That's what I'm saying, okay. folks. It's a four. <laughs> it's not good. Don't go see it. <laughs> don't rent it. Unless you want to, this is the thing we were talking about before we were recording. Mm-hmm. None of us was expecting this movie to be as bad as it actually is. Yes. Correct. Because you, everybody exaggerates and you, it's always put on lists and it's always put on lists with things like Manos, the Hands of Fate mm-hmm. and other, you know, really awful films. And I was like, yeah, okay. It's going to be like Daredevil bad. It, whoa, no, this movie is a very special movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is horrible. Yes. And it mm-hmm. shouldn't be. And it's expensive. That's the thing. It's like, it's <laughs> so horrible yeah. and it's so disappointing that it's so yeah. horrible. Yeah. And it's not even like crazy horrible. Like it, It's I'm, not I'm, even funny no, horrible. No, fun, that's it. It's not yeah. funny. Yeah. It, I kind of think about like, we didn't watch it together, but maybe we should have. Maybe we would have had more fun with it. But I'm like, no, I don't actually think that that would have happened. I think I would have been uncomfortable most of the time if I was watching this with people. Yeah. Like the, it was an uncomfortable movie to watch. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I would have had more fun. I really enjoyed watching. We watched uh, Leprechaun 4 as a group mm-hmm. and we all had a hoot. <laughs> and that's a terrible movie. Mm-hmm. But again, that movie, Leprechaun 4, that movie is it's it knows it's bad and it knows it's dumb. Mm-hmm. And so it plays up that and then it becomes cute, you know, and this movie thought it was way smarter and way better than it actually was. I think mm-hmm. that's it. It like felt a little arrogant because yeah. it thought it was smart and it was not. That just makes me hate it more. And that makes me angry. Yeah. 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 So there you go. I'm a category four. Sari. Yeah. How do you rate this? So I have dug myself into a, a deep, dark pit of. <laughs> elaborate uh, rating system. I love it so much. It's like if I could gather up every copy of this movie and launch it into some sort of garbage pile, because I like some trash. Sometimes the trash is good. Sometimes the trash needs to be destroyed. Right. This, 
I'm going to stick it on a probe and launch it into the sun. Like this, <laughs> I over the course of our conversation, I realized how disappointed I was in it. Yeah. And I say this as like, like in mom voice, like I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. Uh, I'm not mad. I'm, not just, I'm dis- just disappointed. Yeah. Uh, Cause it, it just did so many things so badly. I went in with low expectations and it, it just defied those and was even worse. That's the thing. I didn't expect this to be any good. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be mm-hmm. a good movie. Mm-hmm. I was not prepared for how bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I agree with you. And that, what we just talked about, like the fact that it seemed kind of arrogant and that like, <laughs> look how clever we are. Like this is a this is a good meet cute. They're playing basketball or look at the handwritings matching up and we're going to do something clever and sciencey with this. Uh, <laughs> look at this lipstick analysis. What a twist. You didn't expect this coming. And now I have this. Narrative. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't expect that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but it just, now in my mind, it's a smug movie and I just want to punch it in the face. It's a smug movie. <laughs> yeah. This movie's smug. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't deserve to be smug. No, because it's not good enough to be smug. No, you can look, there are some movies that that are smug and kind of, at least they're competent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, American Beauty, I think of as a smug movie <laughs> and it's fine. I don't like that movie, but it is very well made. Mm-hmm. At least there's that. At least there's that. This, yeah. no, it just, I was confused and sad and disappointed and now I'm on it. Ugh. Burn it. <laughs> Burn yeah. it in the sun. Yes, in the sun. Yeah. And, and like the world would be better off if nobody ever saw this. Yeah. If nobody ever saw this again, you can't learn from it either. No. Like that's the thing is like the only fix for it is to destroy it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it shouldn't exist because there's nothing. I would not like some if someone watched this and was like, what is the good takeaway from this? <laughs> It'd be like, don't do any of these things. Everything that this movie did, don't do any of them. And that's a stupid lesson to learn. It is. It's a stupid, terrible lesson to learn. Yeah. Good. Marianne, how <laughs> would you rate Catwoman? Okay. <laughs> so, my rating system is Screeching Tea Kettles, <laughs> uh, which is basically, for those of you who haven't listened to my other episode that I've been on, is just like the amount of time that I want to like prefer to be making tea for myself and being interrupted and all that other stuff. Um, And, you know, obviously, depending on the length of the movie, it can vary. This movie is uh, uh, one hour and 44 minutes. Which is too long. It's way too Mm -hmm. long. Um, I'm going to say, so at first I was going to say something and I was like, no, maybe that's no. And I was like, no, 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 this movie deserves it. I feel like I'm probably going to give it like a five or maybe even a five and a half because like, so the whole team making process is probably about like 20 to 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. This is, yeah, like I just want to constantly be like having a, a screeching tea kettle distracting me this entire time. I will burn my mouth. I don't care as long as it means that I don't have to watch this movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to burn my mouth. So I'm going to say like five, maybe five and a half. So as soon as one's done, the next one yeah. goes on. No, I'm not stopping. I'm yeah. not even like really waiting f- for my tea to cool. <laughs> You're not enjoying this tea? <laughs> no, I'm not enjoying I'm not waiting for this to cool. I'm going to take my medicine. I'm uh-huh. just going to go for it. Yeah, no, no. At least five, possibly maybe six screeching tea kettles. 
I need to actually time how long this whole process Enough takes me. screeching tea kettles so that you don't ever have to go sit on the couch to watch this. It's just a constant Correct. thing in the kitchen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This just becomes noise in the background. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. But also, like, part of me didn't want to give it such a high rating because I'm like, I don't want to make this movie, like, be responsible for burning my mouth. But also, like... I would rather burn my mouth. I feel like this is going to be the worst movie I watched for this podcast, which is shocking to me. Right? Yeah. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting this to be the movie that really put me over the edge and was like, I don't want to watch any more movies for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Baffling to me that like, because like any bad movie at the very, very like bare, bare minimum, there is an element of fun. Yeah. This has no fun to it. Like, I can like most movies for the just pure, sheer, ridiculous fun in them. Like, I will commit to the bit, whatever it is that they're selling me, that's fine. This is not fun. This is no fun. No, I would rather watch so many other movies we've watched on here. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there is, n- I would rather watch Things, which I, I think is a worse movie in terms mm-hmm. of technical mm-hmm. abilities. It, but at the same time... I can look at things and go, but the look at their can-do attitude. Yeah. And then here I'm looking at $100 million and going, what the fuck did you do with $100 yeah. million? You lost it. You, you dropped yeah. your money. Do you know how many people you could have fed yeah. with $100 million? You could have bought so many Catwoman comic books and read them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I, like, there was a lot in here that I'm like, the guy who directed it, I think he's just credited as a single name. Uh, Pitoff, I think. Um he was a visual effects person before he did this. And I think after he's, mm. he's gone back into visual effects, but he's worked on some wonderful films. He's worked on a couple del Toro films. Mm-hmm. Like he knows his shit. Ah, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> it could be very good visual. I don't know enough about how jobs cross over. Like, well, I don't feel like this one does, Yeah, but some people do. The guy who did the Deadpool movie came mm-hmm. from visual effects, mm-hmm. but Interesting. Uh, the people who made the Spawn movie, which was a film that we were talking about earlier, which I think is commendable but terrible, mm-hmm. um, was visual effects hmm. people. And I think that a lot of them get the job because it's like this movie's going to have a lot of visual effects. I can make it better because I understand how mm. that relationship works. And they might be true. David Fincher came from uh, visual effects. He was a matte painter. Um, for a long time. So like, you know, he, it, it's possible. Yeah. And I think it's down to the individual. Yes. So mm-hmm. I, <laughs> there's no accounting for taste here. Come on. That's true. Like the taste is a big part of it. And oh. you, yeah. So, um, finally what we want to do is a, seg- a, a segment. I can't talk anymore. And Marianne tried to get me to get some dinner before we started this and I didn't. And now I regret it. Cause I am, my brain is like, why didn't we have food? <laughs> um, <laughs> the last segment we do is called real good, where we each re- uh, recommend, Something to get the taste of this movie out of your mouth. Oh, my God. Sari, please tell me, what is your real good? Um, like Nicole Sweeney, another frequent guest of this podcast, I usually recommend TV because TV is where my heart is. Yes. Um, and I would like to recommend uh, Jessica Jones, which is also on Netflix. It is female superhero. Also, she's not a villain necessarily, but she's a reluctant superhero yes. and navigates a lot of those mixed feelings towards having powers. She also had a near-death experience that gave her her powers uh, in not a supernatural way, but a science-y supernatural way. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, she's such a good character, so well-rounded. Her She makes so many decisions, some good, some bad, and all the side characters make sense within her story. 
Uh, she has the best, best friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, in so good. all of movie history. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Best, Rachel best Taylor friend. is my hero. I love her so much. Just like everyone in that show. And season two's out on Netflix. It's on, like, it's all on Netflix. So if you see Catwoman on Netflix and you're like, eh, just go scroll past that. <laughs> Click Jessica Jones instead. Uh, yes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marianne, what's your real good? Oh, gosh. I had such a such a big problem with this one because <laughs> after watching this movie, I'm like, what am I going to recommend? Like, I don't want to watch anything. Like, no. Um, so my joke, my joke recommendation is search for Catwoman on Netflix and then go to whatever's on the left or the right or below it or two below it. Like, any one of that could is probably better. You're going to have... I will almost guarantee you'll have a better experience yeah. with whatever you pick. Yeah, I don't even know, like, I, I don't even know what those search, search searches are or if they're, like, different depending on who you are, but, like, definitely better. Um, <laughs> uh, my real recommendation, one of them was Jessica Jones, so I'm glad I had backups. <laughs> I had so many backups. Um, I'm just going to go super simple, super straightforward, but keeping in with the cat theme of watch Black Panther. Oh, there you go. It's so good. It's so delightful. It's just, it's so nice. It's such a wonderful film. Is it? It is kind of weird. I find it weird because I'm getting a little bit uh, Marvel burnout, Mm -hmm. Uh superhero burnout in general. But like, I'm getting a little bit of it. But then I watch something like Catwoman and remember, oh, (laughs) we didn't always get good quality movies (laughs) for our superheroes. And I forget. And then, yeah, you say like Black Panther. What a wonderful movie. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. And it's it's the rare time I'll say, please see it on the big screen if you can. Like Black sure, Panther yeah. is really something to see on the big screen. I have two. One I've already recommended, which is The Dark Knight Rises. And I think that's a that, like Anne Hathaway and that personification of Catwoman is Mm-hmm. chef's kiss. I love it. It's so, <laughs> she's so good at that. And it's very much a character that you were describing, which mm-hmm. is somebody who's, you know, she's targeting the rich and she had a fucked up childhood mm-hmm. and, and her life is not what she wanted it to be, but man, she's making it work. Yeah. yeah. And she's not someone you want to mess with. I love it. I, I think she was really good. And it is a very close, like comic book. It's a lot yeah. closer to what Catwoman and Selena Kyle are in the comics than yeah. anything else. Really? Absolutely. Um, so that, you know, that one I've already recommended, but uh, I'm going to recommend the thing that kept coming to my head while I was watching this. And it kept making me a little bit angry because I'm like, this is a worse version of a movie I like. Interesting. And that movie is The Crow. Huh. Oh, I've never heard of it before. Yeah. You've never heard of The Crow? <gasps> no. Oh. If you have time, I'll loan you the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. If you don't have time, that's fine too. But <laughs> The Crow is a, uh, I'll just break it all down for you right now. Yeah. So The Crow is a film that came out in 1993 or four. Um, is based on a comic mm-hmm. um, written by James O'Barr, who was dealing with grief and alcoholism um, after his fiance was killed in a car accident. And he wrote this um very male savior story. So we will say that it's, well, it's not even a savior story. Uh, he and his girlfriend are, um, or fiance are, uh, murdered by a gang of people. And the, the opening line of the movie is basically, uh, said by a little girl that sometimes when something terrible happens, the soul, a soul can't rest. And so a crow brings it back from the dead to seek revenge. And that's what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, the movie is made by Alex Proyas, who made two of my favorite films. He made The Crow and he made Dark City, which are, I think, two of the best films of the 90s. The Crow is so atmospheric. 
and so beautifully filmed. And there's a tie in. There's another tie into Catwoman here, which is really weird. Um, it's it has the looming sense of tragedy over it because it's the film where Brandon Lee was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a scene where all of the gang members break into their apartment and they shoot him. And what had happened was the gun had been used for a different scene um, that week and they had fake bullets in it. So when you looked at the side, it was a revolver. So when you looked at the side, you would see a bullet mm-hmm. in it, but it was fake. Well, part of that bullet had broken and fallen into the barrel. And so when you put a blank oh. in there, it fired that fragment into his heart and he died almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not sure how this all went down and who did what, but one of the people who was firing the gun at him was uh, the actor who played the security guard that she went after. Um, Interesting. He was in yeah. The Crow as one of those characters. Wonderful actor. He was also in Lost Highway, which is another one of my favorite films. Uh, the Crow is an emotional journey. It's one of the first comic book movies that I really went like, this is different. This feels different. Everything about it feels different. But I really think like it is very similar. An animal brings him back to life and he seeks revenge, but he is very direct in his revenge, which is one of the things I'm like, why did they bring her back exactly? Was it to get revenge? Because she seems confused about everything. Yes. Yeah. And in The Crow, it's very specific. Like he has visions. He knows what he's supposed to do and he can't rest until he does it. And the thing that I really like about the movies, it's sort of a, a, a twist on the horror monster because, you know, a lot of times the horror monster is the person coming back from the dead to wreak havoc. And in this place, it's the hero. The hero comes back from the dead and is unkillable. Um, and he goes and gets revenge. So I think it's a quality film. Emotionally, maybe difficult for some people. I don't know. I loved it. It really defined a lot of me um, at that age. Maybe not for the better, but still, it was there. <laughs> it's still there. It's still there. Uh, so that is going to do it. We're going to end you on that note of death. Um, <laughs> it happens. You uh, know. Thank you for listening. Sari and Marianne, thank you for joining me and talking about this piece of shit <laughs> yep. that made me rethink my life in working with this podcast. Because like, I'm like, God, do I have to watch another? No. Next next film we're going to watch is going to no, be but, enjoyable. No, mm-hmm. but you did the worst one already. So I know. Everything else is better. Like this is this. I feel like this is the lowest I've felt about a movie. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. really do. And that's ugh, that's gross. Anyway, yeah. uh, Sari, where can people find you? Uh, best place is Twitter at C.E. Riley. Excellent. Marianne? I'm on whatever social media is at M.F. Des Silva. All right. And you can find me and my stream of consciousness Twitter at NG Jenkins. Uh, if you want to follow us at Real Bad Pod on Twitter is the best place to do it. Uh, we are on Google Play. We are on iTunes. We are everywhere you get your podcast. So please rate and review. It does a lot for us. We are also a part of the Cage Club Network, uh, the Cage Club Podcast Network. And you can go to cageclub.me to find out more from our friends there. A lot about uh, nostalgia and movies. So definitely check it out. So I think next week we're going to be rolling into Highlander 2. And I'm very excited about this because that movie is bonkers. (laughs) And I could do with a good bonkers movie. Uh, But until then, this has been Real Bad.